Welcome to Fintech Family Hour. This is Zach Anderson Pettit, content director at Money 2020 by day and your host by night. We have more than a special guest today. We have a co-host and a new format that we're testing out. We're calling it Are You Human? For now, that may change, but we're trying to bring to bear the human side of business even more so than we were before. How does it work? Kristen and I, Kristen Anderson, who you've met before, and I ask questions to get to know Alex Johnson, who you've also met before, on a very personal level to get to know him, his humanity, or lack thereof. We also play a little game called Are You Frugal? Unfortunately, Kristen's audio was pretty rough, but we're solving that. This is a new direction, and it may strike you as a little bit less fintech. Not that we went that hard on fintech before, but bear with us. It's in there. We just start in a very interesting place. This was the most fun I've had recording a podcast, maybe ever. I cried laughing at one point. Kristen and Alex get pretty close themselves. I hope you enjoy, but please send feedback publicly, privately. We really want to hear. This will continue. If you're a fan of the show, please subscribe, rate, review, FinTech Family Hour, wherever you listen to your podcasts and even places you don't. Help others find La Familia. This episode is brought to you by FS Vector, the firm for innovative financial services. And without further ado, here's Kristen and Alex. All right, everybody, welcome to FinTech Family Hour. This is a special episode, the first of many, the first of a pivot, the first of an exciting new format. And for this exciting new format, we obviously need someone more than me, someone to bring a little bit more heat, somebody to bring a different perspective, somebody that lives in a place that's a lot more interesting than Kansas City. We bring in the one, the only, the Kristen Anderson. Kristen, how you doing this morning? What's up? I love that my bio is totally blank right now in our in our show notes. We're gonna have to work on that. <laughs> well, I was I just put that there so that I like it's early enough in the day and I'm not all the way through my coffee. So I needed to start with I know Kristen, she's one of my best friends. Let me make sure I write her name down so I don't forget it. I don't like I don't know what was gonna happen there. And along with Kristen Anderson, who's coming in hot, concerned about her lack of a bio that we're gonna talk more about and have a therapy session about further on down in the episode, we have our first guest for this new format and for this ex- very exciting new direction, Alex Johnson. Alex, how you doing this morning, my friend? I am good. I'm good. I uh, I was telling you guys before, I'm completely sleep deprived. Three little kids at home have had lots of caffeine, so I'm jittery. I'm a little bit, um, you know, maybe not mentally all the way there and just ready to get into stuff today. This is just how we want that. This is what we need. Like a little, <laughs> a little fuzzy. Like, that's good. <laughs> Loopy is perfect. Loopy is perfect. So Alex does FinTech Takes as a thought leader in all sorts of different ways. Um, I will put all that in the show notes so that we can we can find Alex. I will put Kristen's, I guess, personal phone number in the show notes so you can find her <laughs> because she doesn't have anything professional she's doing right now. And let's get to it. I just like throwing shade at you today, Kristen. This is going to be, no, gonna be really? good. <laughs> I have to like step in halfway through and be like, no, no, you guys are still friends. Yeah. Apparently we're going to, we're going to create a little, a uh, little confrontation here as we get started. So I'm going to jump in with the first one. 
And let's start with some early life, Alex. So let's go back like the the quick and dirty on your childhood. How'd you grow up? Were the parents together? Kind of like all that sort of thing. Was it like Norman Rockwell vibe? It really was. Yeah. Um, I So my parents uh, were together, still are together. Um, they still live in the same town that I now live in, uh, just a couple of blocks away. So very Norman Rockwell-esque, um, you know, younger brother uh, who I fought constantly with, but am now very close with. So no, it was um, very, very normal to the point where it was kind of weird because when I started getting to know other like friends and like their families and like what they grew up with, it was very, very different than what they had experienced. And so, um, like so normal in a way that it was weird, but, um, yeah, grew up, uh, in Bozeman, Montana, didn't really have, um, you know, anything super traumatic happen. I don't really have like a superhero origin story. It's all, uh, pretty normal. Well, I don't know if I necessarily believe that. Like no, no one gets through childhood normal, right? (laughs) Now the question is just like, where were you at normal? So, I'm really interested to know a little, little bit older, but like when you were like late high school, so 16, 17, 18, um, what would your high school superlative have been? So, you know, like there's most likely to succeed. There's sort of the like hardest worker. What would yours have been? What would your, you know, 18 year old self have been awarded? Or were you actually awarded one of the superlatives? Okay, so this is a good question because uh, it hits on a very sore spot. I was not awarded any superlatives at all. Um, Very much a uh, nerd in high school. Um, Quiet, didn't really make a lot of pictures or anything in the yearbook. So this is like a sore spot for me personally. Uh, One of those like, if I redid high school, how would I do it over in order to like make a much bigger splash in the yearbook at the end? So I don't know, the yearbook has one of those like... (laughs) It's got one of those like functioning, like sort of like mirrors where you hold it up and you're like, oh my God, I wasted these four years. So that was me. Um, no superlative, but most likely to be that my... oh God, it was, it was, it was <laughs> I so feel like it's like, it's like most likely, most likely to write like 500 words on open banking, right? Yeah, but I guess yeah. open banking wasn't quite a thing yet. So, well, so, all right. So you'll like this one because I think this would have been the one if there had been this one. This is not a category, but if it had been, I think probably most diplomatic would have been the category. And so oh. I was I was the kid in high school where I wasn't like best, best friends with very many people, but I could go from like one social circle to the next social circle to the next one with no like problem at all. Right. So I was sort of like known and like, oh, yeah, I like that guy with like everyone in my high school class. And so... um very diplomatic. I was always the kid who like at parties, if the cops came or if like the neighbors came over, they'd send me out to like talk to them to like, get us out of trouble. Wait, wait. <laughs> you know, like a nerd and you're like referencing parties where the cops came. I have to tell you, I was a nerd in high school. I never once went to a party in high school where the cops came. <laughs> you are already not nerdy. Like you're out. Well, <laughs> well, but I mean, like that that's the thing though, right? Is like if you're a super nerd, then you get like most likely to succeed, most likely to be a tech billionaire, most likely whatever. And they were like, Oh, Alex is never gonna get that. Like he's not smart, smart, but he's like also not like super popular. No. So it's I, I was like right in that like middle zone of like gets the invite to the party, doesn't do anything crazy, gets sent out to deal with like the parents or the cops. That was me. How long have you looked like this? I just imagine like a you at 18 or like 17 and they're just like, Alex, get out there. And you're just like, oh, it's just the kids next door. They just we got a little barbecue out back. Like, 
So that's how I've always talked, right? I always talk like an old person. The difference is that I did not have uh, the ability to grow any facial hair whatsoever. So like the whole beard thing was not something that came on until like three years ago. So like that, that was definitely not part of the vibe, but otherwise talked like an old person uh, had a really like expansive vocabulary. That was another thing growing up in my house is like just lots of words thrown around all the time. So I, I just talked like an adult. Maybe like Alex, just go out there and get us out of trouble, or like stall the cops while we get away, you know, or whatever. So that was always me, and I never got in trouble. Okay, I gotta say, I think you're a lot cooler than you're giving yourself credit for as the person <laughs> who was never at a party where the cops came while I was in high school. Uh, Literally never. Yeah, Krista, I was gonna ask, like, what was your superlative? I got okay. two. Uh, so one was most likely a millionaire. That shows you how old I am. Hey. <laughs> when when being a millionaire mattered. Was, I'm only from Reno. So a million dollars in Reno that goes a long way. Uh, this is still a lot. But see, I told you, you're like that super nerd that was like, oh, she's like going to go places. Uh, wait, wait till you hear my rich. second one. Okay. I was also COVID. Zach knows what it is because we talked about this yesterday. Uh, I was the biggest brown noser. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally totally set up because the girl who was the biggest brown noser she paid everybody to not vote for her so she literally like brown noser way out of the votes so i was just the brown noser it was just the non-rich brown noser wow. i just like respect them they work really hard that is that is not the like fight the man like fight the authority vibe at all brown noser all <laughs> well, at least, you, got, at least you had multiple superlatives. You were like in the yearbook. You had multiple ones. That's something. I was Louvatorian. I was number two. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. Okay. Does super- that drive you crazy? No, because yeah, I chose number two. Okay, this yeah. is not, I chose not it to. It is. Be it is about you. That's, it's that's about you. For another time, I chose to drop AP Bio so that I could only have four classes my senior year. So I only went to school till noon. Uh, I guess in some places that's like not allowed, but again, this is Nevada. So we like, I got like done with school at lunch. And so I got to like, I hung out a lot with my mom that year. And I still like, remember it very fondly. Like we'd like go to lunch and like, it was a really nice time. So yeah, I was fine being number two. <laughs> so it's like senior year ladies who lunch. So you were not also an old soul at all. I went to Panda Express like once a week. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing okay Reno's great. <laughs> i'm still stuck on Kristen. never went to a single party in high school or at least one that the cops came to i'm, I'm stuck on that i really what, like nobody okay man like no she, she I feels picked on i feel like i didn't fight to those things i was captain of the dance team our dance team was like very popular but like i, I didn't was know that that's like, cool yeah fight person who was on the dance team right like i did debate i did academic yeah. but i was the like nerdy person on dance team mm-hmm. uh i don't know i just like i didn't drink i didn't i didn't know like i no one invited me to that shit i don't know <laughs> i don't know what <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair that's fair i probably would have said drink, no that's either. the deal is i probably the, i was like yeah, well, that was me, and that 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 made me not popular at the parties because they're like, "Hey, you know, try this." I'm like, "Ah, I don't really know. I want to do that." And they're like, "Okay, you just wait until the cops come, and you'll be like our fall guy, and we'll we'll go have fun." So it wasn't <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like- awesome actually, to, to be honest with you. It really wasn't wasn't awesome. <laughs> Staying sober until the cops come. <laughs> right, right. You're like you're the decoy. You stay over there. So that was that was more the vibe. Well, I'm okay now. We've done two. I need to know the third. Zach, which what was your superlative? So when Chris and I were talking about this yesterday, I had to 
actually check if I had a yearbook left around. I, I, I asked my mom because I was actually curious and she was like, are you kidding me? You think you got voted for something? <laughs> that was <laughs> brutal. Answer. That is so <laughs> brutal. Mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She doesn't exactly mince words. Um, I think I, I, so I was also Alex not voted for anything, but I was, I was like somewhere in the middle between like, I was a debater, but I also played sports, but I did like all of, so I don't know. I was also the one actually hilariously that was sent out to talk to the cops. If I we were it. on, if we were on the right, but I was also drinking, which was the irony. Um, but we, if we were on the, the Missouri side of the state line, which is like a lot more, relax police wise then i would just walk out with a beer in my hand and say hi when i was like 17 and they'd be like get out of here uh if you're on the kansas side then we would all just dip out of the back and literally just do like hurdles over back fences as long as we could i mean like i have no pants left from high school because i literally ripped them all jumping over fences so that was that was my life yeah there's got to be a superlative in that somewhere right yeah yeah Mo most likely to get away from the police on one side of the state line and most likely to talk his way out of trouble on the other i don't know that it seems like a long superlative. superlative though no that's yeah. a good one i like that <laughs> <laughs> all right let's let's keep these going so i'm curious alex what did you learn about money as a kid like what was your kind of money mm -hmm. mentality like were you a saver kind of when did you start learning about that thinking about that okay so here's me like in a nutshell on this front so um first grade right um there's oh this, baby this uh, is gonna be good there's this like classroom currency right because like really like <laughs> and i now know this having little kids like a lot of it is just bribery dressed up in like other language but like it's like i need to bribe you to get good behavior here so in first bitcoin. grade yeah, exactly, bitcoin. it's incentives it's incentives, <laughs> it's incentives. yeah it's incentive alignment is what it is, right? So um, <laughs> in, in, in first grade in the class I went to, we had incentive alignment in the form of these things called warm fuzzies, right? So they're like these little um, pieces of paper that are like in classroom currency. And you get one when you do something good. I don't even remember what the like things were they were trying to reward, but like good behavior, getting your work done, being nice, helping, whatever, all these things. Um, and you could spend your warm fuzzies on different... Uh, perks right so like um i think one of them was like you could be line leader and that costs like two warm fuzzies and then like you could get like you could get like a special treat at lunch and that was like five warm fuzzies and um the big prize Shit. was uh we had a, a rabbit in the classroom right and um for 35 warm fuzzies you could spend the whole morning with the rabbit just like playing with the rabbit and petting the rabbit and like this was like the big prize that no one got because like you know people who are in first grade don't have impulse control right like kids can't like save up that much so i i wanted to to um pet the bunny so i got in the head i'm gonna save all my warm fuzzies so i'm like saving them up saving them up and we had like these little like cubbies where you'd have like all of yours stored so all of the kids could see like how much everyone had and by the end of the year i had so many warm fuzzies and i had gotten <laughs> like into my head and like all the other kids are jealous of this and at the end of the year i'm like no i got to keep saving i got to keep saving i got to keep saving and i actually never spent any of them. Oh, so no. I never petted the bunny. I never got to be line leader. I never got a treat at lunch. I never got any of these things because like I started out going like, I need this reward. I need to get this thing. But somewhere like a switch flipped on my head and then the prize became just accumulating warm fuzzies and not spending them. So I, I think my mom still has a box at home 
with like 60 of these like warm fuzzies that are like in a thing. And that was my first like introduction to like savings, impulse control, all of those things. So that's you, you realize that you got status. That's yes. what it was, is you that's got right. status and respect from your peers. And Holy I did. God. That was the thing. Yeah. So like I, I remember, I vividly remember other kids like being jealous. Uh, being like, oh my God, like, look at the power you have by having all of these things, you know? And they were, <laughs> they were a little surprised when I didn't even spend any at the end of the year, but that's exactly what it was, Kristen, is I was like, I have these things and I enjoy the feeling of people looking at me and going like, look how rich he is, you know? So saving for status, I think is probably like somewhere like in my DNA now. Well, Alex, what I'll say is you can't take it with you. I know that's exactly what they said. That's yeah. I think my teacher like I think my teacher wrote that on like my report card at the end of there. She's like, you really you can't take these warm houses with you. Like these don't do anything for you. But uh enjoy good job, life. Good job this enjoy year. Life. Yeah, enjoy. Have fun yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could have spent like two weeks with the bunny, dude. You could have just been living in the lap of luxury, just like a could've full bunny month two weeks off of school and just not done any work and just been like, you know, hanging out with the bunny all day, every day, but I didn't do it because I'm a fool. So that's me. Wow. You know, like the, the irony of that is how opposite that is today, right? Like imagine a world in which you could like display your savings in a way that's, you know, like hanging around your, you know, like a really cheap chain that's made out of plastic, but it has your savings number on the chain instead of a gold chain. Like it's fascinating how the, like the invert inverse of that developed. It's like that's like driving a Honda Civic today. <laughs> well, it's like I I was thinking about that. You know, you said uh, you know like crypto. It's isn't that NFTs? That's what NFTs are, right? It's like a warm fuzzy that you can be like, look, look at this, check this out, let's check out how cool I am. There was that's probably exactly an NFT is. thing called warm fuzzies. Like it's I think that was definitely for an a NFT thing. Project, right? Yeah. So if anyone's yeah. listening and like for some reason still thinks NFTs are the future, like warm fuzzy, you can have that one. You know, I uh, I think that's an interesting idea, Zach. But I think my my concern is that unlike the first graders, we don't all start out with zero, and so that's kind of why, like, we don't oh. we're not all starting on the same foot. So the status that you get feels a little different when your mom gave you ten thousand more fuzzies before the first day of school even started. Yes, 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 exactly. Well, the 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 classroom was very like it was a meritocracy, man. Like you had to be on your best behavior, you had to do your work, you had to like help other people. So yeah, not totally preparing me for the real world because you know, uh, to your point, other people like suddenly had all these warm fuzzies. I was like how does this work? But I was still, that's my like proudest accomplishment in school is, you know, setting like a school record for warm fuzzies. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go a slightly different direction here. We're going to try this out. Okay. What's your coffee order? Okay. So good question. Cause I have little kids. I need a lot of caffeine. I don't drink coffee. What? I know. I don't drink coffee. So you um, inject it in your veins. Well, like- yeah. So, Here's the thing, and and you guys probably have a version of this story that I want to hear, but um, I feel like most like teenagers or people in their early 20s end up having some formative like run-in with alcohol, right? Where it's like, I can never drink this cheap vodka ever again because one time when blah, 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 right? And it like, it almost gets like embedded into your like brain where it's like, your body's like, stay away from this thing because it will kill you because you had this like kind of close call or a run-in with some particular bad kind of alcohol. 
for me, and this probably tells you a little bit about me as a teenager, it was Kahlua. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, man. And uh, uh, I, I, you just said that, and yeah. I now have that. Like I saying. did not, I did not have that with Kahlua before, but now I taste it. Yeah. It's a little creamy, and I yeah. need to never taste it again. Uh, yeah, Ugh. I, 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 I went to a party that was not a uh, kid party, Kristen. So don't be jealous. Uh, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it was a work party, but I was uh, underage. But you know, because I'm like a colleague, they're like, oh sure, whatever. And there were um, something called chocolatinis being served, which are chocolate martinis with Kahlua in them. Pretty disgusting. And uh, I, not having really any experience with alcohol, was like, oh, these are delicious. I love these. Fast forward, I still cannot drink anything that tastes even remotely like coffee. So don't like coffee. Don't like it to even be near me. Don't like to smell it. And um, so to answer your question, I do not have a coffee order at all. And in place of that, I drink highly caffeinated teas, which get the job done. Although I do sort of miss the like ritual that everyone else has around coffee. I don't have that. What's the highly caffeinated tea? I was like, there's no tea that can match coffee. All right. Well, so there is one. And if you can get these guys to sponsor your podcast, like you can use this as a sponsored placement. All right. So I'm going right, to, I'm going to do I'll like send an them ad the clip for you. Yeah. 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 So yeah. here's your ad read. So it's uh <laughs> celestial seasonings tea company, right? And uh, they're based out of Boulder, Colorado. Okay. And um, there's this one tea that they make called fast lane tea. It has more <laughs> caffeine in it than a cup of coffee. It also has a special mix of like other herbs that are designed to basically bring you down gently off of the caffeine. So it doesn't have mm. the same like crash after you drink the coffee because it has these other sort of like herbal ingredients that sort of take the edge off when you're coming down. It's yeah. I didn't know the herbal ingredients were legal in Montana, but ingredients. that makes well, sense. So here's the thing, right? So you're like, okay, I want to go find this in a grocery store. You can't find it in a grocery store. They've never been able to like market it or sell it broadly in the U.S. It's not possible for whatever reason. There's they've tried a bunch of times and they failed to the point where they keep trying to just discontinue it as a product. But the problem is they're based in Boulder, Colorado, where the university is. And every time they try to get rid of it, all the students at the university riot. They like literally like take a day off school and go protest at the Celestial Seasonings headquarters. They've tried a couple <laughs> of times, but all the students in Boulder, Colorado are completely addicted to this tea. And so they sell it at the factory in Boulder, Colorado, and they sell it on their website. So I get like crates of this tea shipped to my house. I've got like 25 boxes in my kitchen. And this tea is amazing. It's like better than coffee. So there you go. Okay, I asked a four-word question. <laughs> I know, I know. There's a whole story there. There, there were two. There were two I, excellent <laughs> stories there. The Kahlua story and the Jesus. That was <laughs> a treasure box. Oh, my gosh. That was like a treasure. And what's your coffee order? Man. I Damn, just let me also, tell you my life story. I mean, Kristen, from now on, are we not calling Alex Fastlane? Like, is it not Alex Fastlane Johnson from now on? Like, let's go. That's a spectacular nickname. I'm all for that. I love that. Oh, my God. That is a great nickname. I know. That's amazing. Way better than the nicknames I had. What do you do while you're traveling then? So like, that sounds like a very, like, do you have, like, are you tossing, do you have a whole, do you check a bag of celestial seasonings? Like, what are we doing to get on the road? <laughs> got a, I've got a special pouch that is filled with tea. It's like vacuum. You're not kidding. I'm not, kidding. not kidding. I have, I have, I have a special <laughs> like vacuum sealable pouch that I put all my tea in. 
goes in my backpack. And then here's the part that's weird is I go to like a conference or I go, you know, to like Starbucks or whatever. And I'm like, hey, I just like hot water. I just want hot water. I don't want your tea. I don't want coffee. I just want hot water. And the reactions you get to that range from, oh, sure, here's a cup of hot water to what are you talking about? Like, let me get you an actual drink to here's your hot water, but it's going to cost you $3.50. And so like, you can never really tell exactly if hot water is going to be available to you. But uh, yeah, I just get a cup of hot water. I have my vacuum sealed tea. I get that out and I'm ready to go. I'm having a cup of hot water at Money 2020 whenever Please. you get up on stage. It's yes. going to be a cup of hot water just waiting for you. And you have to bring your own tea bag and put that bit. Okay, cool. We Ruin got this set. Okay, yeah. So yeah, if you if you see me at a conference, like sort of hiding in the corner, like hunched over something, I'm making my own tea from scratch. That's probably what's happening. Okay, well, I'm going to back you up on this hot water thing because as a, as a woman, conferences are fucking freezing and you're wearing dresses and they over air condition the shit out of those places. I drink hot water at conferences constantly. Yes. Yes. I drink exactly. hot water. I don't have my own vacuum sealed tea, but I'll just drink no, hot no. water. It's just the, like the hot water. Beer. Yeah. No, it's 100% true. It's like drinking hot drinks at conferences is amazing because it's the only way to warm up. That's exactly right. With like a little lemon or are you just like going going in raw dog? Nothing. <laughs> just hot water. It's I can drink hot water. It's just water. Like you you can drink water. No, I mean I'm with I'm with you. I just don't think I've ever had hot water. Like Boston, I don't think I don't think of Yeah. Boston in the winter that, is freezing. So when I like live there, like I'd often like because you don't want to drink coffee all day because you get too caffeinated. You don't drink tea, right? And so it's like sometimes you're just like I, I need to hydrate, but I'm cold. And so I drink a lot of hot water in the winter. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Jack's like, no, I just I'm, drink I'm, coffee. It's fine. No, I mean, I think you're both nuts, but I, I, I guess I get it to some degree. I also just don't. I I drink cold brew though. I I drink cold brew when it's cold like brew. negative ten out. So oh. well, you're you know? you're the kid in high school who wore like flip flops when it was snowing, right? Like shorts yeah. and flip flops. That was he you. Does have that vibe, doesn't he? You do have that vibe. That's so true. Do I? Like, yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. You totally have that vibe. Yeah. I went to a Catholic high school, so I think uh, I think I would have been flogged or something like that. But I definitely like 100 percent, you know, like right when I walked out, I would take my shoes off, go sit in the grass and do some mushrooms immediately. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. vibe of the yeah. guy who's hot all the time. <laughs> Which is <laughs> true. I know. I'm like, you're laughing because we had a conversation last week about how you're hot all the time. <laughs> <laughs> It's like 110 in KC right now, Alex, oh. the, the, heat, the heat index. So I, I was telling Kristen how I have to like do like four or five outfit changes, even if I'm working from home. <laughs> I'll, like have to, I'll have to change my shirt like four or five times in a day because it's just like losing pounds. Oh, God. Brutal. Just sweating it <laughs> off. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of losing pounds, what's your fitness routine other than three little kids? Oh, geez. That's okay. Good that, question. That is a great question. Um. It, right now, it's three little kids, which is yeah. an interesting yeah. fitness routine because, like, and Kristen, you know this, like, it actually is really hard to hold, like, 10 pounds in your arms and not move at all, right? Like, you have to keep it totally steady. So, it's kind of like an interesting core workout. You know, you're not lifting, but your arms are kind of, like, you know, jacked. They're, like, you know, really, like, like set. And then you have to walk around. So, like, you're strengthening your lower back. Uh, you're going up and down stairs. You're kind of constantly, like, jiggling and moving a little bit. So, um... I've got that like baby workout routine. And then um, the toddler workout routine is completely different because the three-year-old that I have um, only wants me to carry him everywhere. 
So like when he gets out of bed in the morning, he's like, climb into my bed. Uh, let me climb on your chest. And then you have to like lift me up. You have to sit up with me on top of you. And then you oh, have to good. kind of squat and get up. And then you have to carry me all the way and carry me downstairs. And he weighs like, you know, 35 pounds now or something. And so um, that's legit. That's like a nice like workout for me. And then the um, the five-year-old is uh, really into what we call play fighting, uh, which is, I mean, and Kristen, again, you have boys, so you know this, but like it's girls. Just warfare. Right. Yeah, she has girls. Oh, yeah, I will never this. Thank oh, okay. God. Yeah. So it's it's amazing. Austin's a Austin's a fighter though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's uh you're lucky that you have girls because it's like constant total warfare in my house at all times, right? Like the boys are just like they wake up and they're like, How can I hurt dad? And so um to like to sort of teach them like the right way to do this, um, we've called it play fighting. So we're like, they're real fighting is bad. You don't hit people. You don't, you know, solve your problems with violence, all those kind of things. But if you want to like wrestle, we can play fight. So they get up and they're like, I want to play fight. So we go into like a place like a bedroom where we can like be on a bed or whatever. And my five-year-old just runs full speed at me, swinging both arms as hard as he can. And I have to simultaneously make it fun for him. So kind of throw him around or knock him down or whatever, but make sure he doesn't hurt himself and make sure that his flailing body doesn't hurt me. So it's a lot of like, lifting protecting shifting around spinning throwing him uh so that is where all my physical energy goes um if i have any like leftover to spare uh i'm not a huge like just like run on a treadmill guy and so um i like to like hike or um really like playing uh five on five basketball that's a good like cardio workout where you don't really know that you're running or like hurting yourself so that, that that's what i do if i have the time Okay, Zach, how do we get Money 2020 basketball sponsored? So, I'm very tall. I'd be in. Oh my god! I looked away from the screen for one moment. I look back, and Alex looks like he's about to open like a gift on Christmas morning, and he looks like he just lost forty years or something on his. You just went back in the womb, Alex. Yes, um, that was hilarious. Oh my god! The level of excitement on your face makes me feel like I have to do this now. <laughs> have, to, have, to. Uh, have to. So before I joined, um, actually, I tweeted at Money Twenty Twenty when I was still at uh, the company that shall not be named, and I was like, "Hey, I'd love to do a three on three like you know because there's this thing in kansas city i don't know if this exists elsewhere it's called corporate challenge the idea is that like the organizations in the city will get together and compete against each other in sports do you guys have that in boston it's a 5k it's like a there's like a corporate oh uh, yeah no we do like yeah, weightlifting. like we have flag football get we have like here yeah, it's it's pretty cool. One year, I when I was at MBKC, the company that shall be named, yeah, um, I, <laughs> I uh, yeah. yeah, I signed up for like fourteen things and didn't sign up to a or didn't show up to a single thing. I signed up for the bench press competition. I was just a terrible corporate citizen, but that's because <laughs> we all knew that I would be. Um, anyway, so we we have that in Kansas City. So I was thinking about like, should we do like a three on three, you know, co-ed basketball tournament, basically between all the fintech companies? And I never got a response, but now that i'm inside of the organization potentially this you know i bet we can make this happen let's make it happen listeners like hit up zach put a lot of pressure on him like we need to make pickup basketball happen at uh money 2020 this is like my dream I i'm not kidding you like 
I was already planning to try to organize some kind of pickup basketball event in Vegas around money 2020. So if we can make it like more of an official, I swear to God, like I talked to uh, the events team that I work with. I'm like, they're like, what kind of event do you want to like do kind of in conjunction with money 2020? Cause everyone's going to be there. And they're like, we could do a dinner. We could do all these things. I'm like, no, I want to do basketball. And they're like, well, okay. That's going to be kind of hard. Cause like, there's not really like a gym at like, you know, these uh, casinos or whatever. I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. People will like get in an Uber and go to like some like YMCA gym somewhere in Vegas, but like we have to make this happen. Yeah, I, and and to sort of give give folks who might be considering sponsoring this event some some uh, fodder, I I have attended the sponsored spin classes in the past, and they are awesome. Like it's such a good break. It, like you drink all night, but like in the morning you go and like sweat it out. It's like a really really awesome thing. And for those of us who have kids, like Alex, sometimes this is like our only opportunity to do like a real fitness thing. Like hundred percent, hundred percent. Please yeah. do that for us. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, we, we need some exercise. So is this is this full court? Is this half court? Is this is there an like is this like are there stands? Are people watch like I imagine people? I feel like people would want to go watch this. So it's probably not like eight games happening at once, right? Like it's like a smaller tournament of well vetted teams, right? And then yeah. we're like kind of you know like sudden death sort of situation. What are we doing? Well, so okay, so first I will say that I know some people in the fintech ecosystem who are actually like really good at basketball, and I'm not right. Like I. I love basketball. Uh, I played it a little bit in school, but I like I, I never made my high school team a little bit of a sore spot. And uh, but I just I love the game, love to play, but I'm very like casual. Right. And so it needs to have the right vibe of like, I don't want people going out there trying to kill or trying to like dunk on someone. It needs to be like fun and kind of collegial. Oh, so I, and, I can't play. Oh, Zach. Come on now. <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, hang on. Wait, just to just to circle back on that, you said you played sports in high school. Were you like an amazing high school athlete? Did you like play varsity basketball? Be honest. Are you Where's one of these soccer? people? He I I was jo- I was joking about the dunking on people thing. I don't. It's been a long time since I've tried to dunk, so I have no idea. I don't think I could right oh now. Oh my god! I, might, so, I don't right. know. So for sponsors uh, listening, so what Zach has said is organized pickup basketball game. And at halftime of the game, we will have a dunk exhibition where we will see if Zach can actually dunk. <laughs> Who's not signing you, up to sponsor that? From now to Oct- if you gave me now to October, I could definitely dunk by October if I was preparing oh, for it. Oh my god! I have to see this. I have to see this. All right. now. Sounds like I have just put myself in a fucking situation. Great. Yes. All right. Everyone heard. Cool. It. All right. Well, that happened, and it sounds like we're going to do this thing. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> to your point, I, I. I went to a very unique high school where I played, my soccer team was terrible. So I was able to play, I never played soccer in my life. I played varsity my freshman year because our goalkeeper was so bad that I was able to, I was able to catch a ball and he wasn't. So (laughs) I started, I started playing. um, And then that's how I was able to play in college. Like I wasn't actually like good at it. It was just like athleticism or whatever. And then I played athleticism or whatever. Yeah. I wish I had that sort of like athleticism or whatever. All right, fair. Yeah, when you put it that way, it does come out a little douchey. Well, anyway, it's, it's, uh, it's like a gift that, like, I was the guy in high school who was like a year behind everyone else, like athleticism wise. So at the end of the year, I was like regular athlete, but then everyone would leap ahead of me again. So keep going. You're like a superstar it's, athlete. 
it's worked out quite well for you in your life, I think. Uh. Um, the so the weird part about my basketball team is that our basketball my my high school in the city is known for like recruiting heavily, which is highly illegal. So we have. We had, I would say, on my when I was a junior was my last year playing basketball. I was, I would suit up varsity, play a little bit, but I was starting JV. Mm. And on that starting five from my junior year, I think five out of five of them played some D1 sports somewhere. Wow. So we had one wide receiver go to Oklahoma. We mm. had our point guard go to Alabama. Like it was just, it was crazy. So, yeah. I mean, I could have, I could have suited up my senior year and like done the layup line. Sure. Um, but it was kind of, you know, I don't know. I figured out rather quickly that I wasn't going to make much money playing basketball and maybe there was, <laughs> you know, actually a scholarship to be gotten in soccer. So anyway, there's your random tangent and listeners. If you've listened to 90, however many episodes at this point, I don't think you knew that part yet. So there you go. Yes. <laughs> Christian just looks stunned. I don't even know what she's thinking right now. <laughs> okay. Here's what I'm thinking. If you've ever gone to see one of those dunk contests, they have those <laughs> <laughs> I want to get the little trampoline and see if you can like dunk over some people's heads. <laughs> You mean slam ball? You mean the, oh, the sport of slam ball that is coming back? It like is. Flip and, and, and yeah. Dunk. Yeah. It's like, like mascot style at halftime, right? Yeah. Yes. No, I, um, I, that, that brings up another one of these things, which is like, I love doing that as a kid, right? We'd had like the basketball hoop in the driveway. And it's like, okay, cool. I'll practice like my free throws or I'll like practice my dribbling. That's like lame. So we got one of those mini trampolines. So incredibly dangerous. I think my parents were just off somewhere else, not watching us. But like, we almost like broke our neck, broke our back, broke our arms, like jumping off this trampoline towards a 10 foot rim. We're like in middle school trying to dunk it, but like greatest feeling in the world. There's I saw like a five on five league that was on an eight foot rim. Oh, that yeah. started happening. I feel like maybe that's what we should do is just like have a whole bunch of people tear their ACLs trying to dunk on eight foot rims. <laughs> yeah. A whole yeah. bunch of Tom Segura's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we need uh, we need some like liability insurance associated with this, probably. But like, set that aside. That's a little detail we can fix. Okay, we can figure out. yeah. Just sign a waiver. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay, nerds. <laughs> now let's take a moment to talk about our exclusive sponsor, FS Vector. Relationships, relationships. One more time relationships. One of the hardest parts of building a meaningful company in the world of finance is understanding what's actually happening in Washington with agencies, the administration, everything going on on Capitol Hill. Who do you actually go to for what in the world of government in general? It is just confusing. We may want to think we're disconnected from the world of politics, building companies. But if we've seen anything this year, it's that we're not. We are very tied to it. The ability to pick up the phone and get an opinion from a decision maker in this world, in the world of politics, is worth its weight in gold. Those aren't calls just anyone can make. This is why I recommend FS Vector. Those are the relationships they have. They have partners and senior advisors that have been cultivating those relationships for decades. Some of them have even been on the show. You may know John Betchia. You may know Amy Friend. You may know folks like that. They've been around. They've started building those relationships before they needed them, which is exactly what I recommend anyone do with their government affairs slash policy strategy. Don't wait until it's too late. Get advisors. 
good ones even good ones especially only good ones and the good ones are at fs vector reach out to fs vector go into that contact us and write in all caps at the top of the form zach sent me fsvector.com and tell him zach sent you all right zach is it is it time for our mini game i should is it time for are you frugal are you frugal I think it's time for Are You Frugal? Oh. Do you want to do you want to kick us off, Kristen? Okay. Here's the first question in Are You Frugal? There's a lot of context. You're allowed to give as much context as you want, but Zach and I are here to judge whether or not you, Alex Johnson, are frugal. Okay. Question number one. (laughs) How often do you order delivery from either DoorDash, Uber Eats? Grubhub, I don't know, the long list. How often are you ordering delivery for your meals in a, in a given 20 meal week? Never. Whoa! We don't do it a single time. Uh, I guess the only exception to that, which we started doing wow. uh, in the lead up to uh, the most recent baby, is we started doing the meal prep service thing. Does that count? So no, we, that's we like that. the adult version. I mean, that's like so fucking responsible. Like we do the, I mean, you have to like plan and have things arrive in the mail. Like it's so different than like, hey, Susie, would you go pick me up some Chipotle? You know, it's just like, that's night and day. That's much more, much more responsible. Yeah. The, the, uh, the food delivery from restaurants is zero. Wow. Even when you travel? Uh, yep. Don't do it when I travel. None. What do you eat when you travel? He just goes um, to the place. I just go, just to, the go place. to the place. Yeah, I like going to the place. <laughs> I, I like, I like going what? to the place. Yeah, no, I, I, I like. I don't know. I, I, um, maybe this is like a Montana thing. It probably is, right? Because like, if you if you live in uh, New York City or you live in San Francisco or you live in Kansas City, like, probably like, probably, <laughs> I like that you compared those three. <laughs> just, yeah, toss those three together. Um, there's like a density of like restaurants and like housing where like you know grubhub and like uber eats makes like a ton of sense like i'm just gonna do this i don't want to like you know go down like you know 18 floors and go out and get my food and then come back i don't want to do that i'm gonna pay for that makes total sense montana's not like that at all right like where i live we have some really good restaurants but there's not a ton and we just drive everywhere you know and so like you just you do Mm. go in your garage you drive you come back so it's like the idea of delivery services is just um I don't know. It's not. It hasn't really quite taken off. I don't think in Montana we have it, but it's not. It's not as much of a thing. You just alluded to the next question, and are you frugal? Which is, what are you whipping around in? What are you driving? Okay. Um, a 2022, so newish, ooh, uh, ooh. Li- lightly used, uh, but it is a Toyota Sienna. I figured that we were coming in hot with a minivan. I was yes. waiting. I was like, are we talking minivan Highland? Life. Like, what are we? Okay. okay cool, I have some cool. questions about this minivan. Yeah. Does, does it have TVs for the kids? Does it, it have, like, does not have TVs. No. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, no TVs. Does it have, like, independent climate control for rubber seats? It does have that. Okay. What color? Kind of fancy. Silver. Uh... Not so much by choice, but by the fact that apparently today we're only manufacturing eight S, uh, minivans a year, and everyone has to fight to the death to get one of them. So, really, uh, the, one I, the one I got was silver. There was no choice. I swear to God, I've been trying to get a minivan for eighteen months, and I've had dealers like laugh at me and throw me out of the dealership. I've had people <laughs> hang up on me, uh, and when I got my Sienna, 
I just I, I went I went in a desperate just like gamble to a dealership and I was like, I know this is crazy, but do you have any Toyota Siennas? Expecting them to like throw me out. And they're like, a, a lightly used one from Ogden, Utah just came onto the lot. It's here right now. Do you want it? And I was like, take my money. Give me this Sienna. There are none to be had. It's crazy. Okay, so I totally thought the like responsible, slightly used minivan was going to be like a point in your favor for are you frugal? But now it's knowing not. the context, you may have way overpaid for this car. I did. I, I fully admit that I did. It's like it's like I mean, if you know what the minivan market is like, you know that Toyota Sienna is like me, like really like showing off right now. Toyota Sienna. Wow. Wow, who knew? I know. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. I was waiting for you to say that you like I fought another father of four to get my Sienna. There was so, <laughs> all right. so so here's the here's the story about that. So I take my kids to a park, right? And I have roll up in my Sienna and uh we're like we go we go and we're like playing down. on the playground. Music yeah, windows play. down, like yeah, like bluey music playing, like it's like we're really like rocking it. Yes. And uh the uh we go out to like play on the playground and this guy comes up to me. He like walks up to me. He's like, Hey, so what's that van you're rolling in? I swear. That's exactly what he said. He's like, what is that van that you just rolled up in? And I'm like, not to brag. Did he like, actually say rolled I up? I swear to God. That's what he said. He said, <laughs> what did you just roll up? And I'm like, I'm not trying to brag, but you know, it's a 2020, 2022 Toyota Sienna, all wheel drive, hybrid, silver. It's not your silver. It's like only got like 4,000 miles on. It's not a big deal, but you know, it is kind of a big deal. And he was like super impressed and jealous. And he kind of walked away like sad that his life was terrible compared to mine. So this is a huge what flex. What a dad flex. It yeah, is. What yeah. a dad flex. That's Ultimate fucking awesome. <laughs> I've, got, I've got this image in my head of like, alternate versions of alex johnson and every sort of different like area with the st- social status symbol and i'm like picturing alex johnson with a giant grill <laughs> just being like let me show my flex <laughs> <Yeah>. still <laughs> still in the sienna like no matter what version of alex we have he's still in the sienna yeah people who know know like the sienna is the ultimate flex you know that's the funny thing is it's an even bigger flex because people who don't know wouldn't notice, right? There's some of those things. So, okay, my next question is, do you have any like luxury, other than the Sienna, which we've already established as a luxury item, uh, do you have luxury items that you just like couldn't live without? Like a really fancy bidet or something like that, that you're just like, I know it's absurd and I spent too much and I love it. Oh, that's a good, good question. Um, <laughs> I'm just imagining what Alex's kids would do with a bidet. Like, it'd be a nightmare. <laughs> it, would be, it would be a complete and utter nightmare. I my uh, my non bidet uh, toilet at home was not working, and I was like, "What happened to that?" And uh, it turns out, what happened was the um, uh, kids had been just flushing it for fun so much that they like wore out the like mechanism inside. So I had to. Uh, play amateur plumber because in the like 10 minutes i wasn't paying attention to him they had like broken my toilet so yeah that would not go well um can't can't invest in that um you know honestly i think this is a very montana answer but the um probably the nicest like thing i have where i'm like it was absurdly expensive but i love it it's wait hold on can i guess can i guess can i guess yeah Yeah, yeah. is it a snowblower no it's not a snowblower Uh, i'm still still saving up for a snowblower those things are no joke in montana like the one (laughs) you need is like 
I may have to mortgage my house again to like get it. So like that's <laughs> that's a separate like kind of goal that I have. That's like another status symbol. Um, all right, all right. No, it's uh, this is like my flannel shirt answer. It's an axe. Whoa! I did so, not see that coming. Yes. Tell so, us more. Well, so this is um. So I love like going outdoors. It's actually one of my favorite activities is chopping wood. Like I don't know if you've ever like chopped wood, but it's like super relaxing, right? It's like very yeah. zen. There's something very like just so you can take your mind out of it. <laughs> Alex, like, Alex, we head. just we just lost Kristen like, completely. No, what are you talking I was, about? I was like, yeah, I'm with you on yeah, that. Yeah, Kristen's like, hold on, what? Chopping <laughs> wood is like one of the hardest things I've ever done. It's like super difficult. I, maybe it's just the upper body strength thing, but like maybe if you're like no, strong, it it's, but like it's, I well, found I'm not, it I'm, exhausting. It's super. Well, it's just it is, momentum. Sorry. Yeah, well, and there's kind of a technique thing that you sort of pick up over time or whatever. I, I don't claim to be like world's greatest outdoorsman or anything, but like well, chopping wood is something that I just, I don't know, I've always really enjoyed it. So um, my wife for my last birthday was like, I don't know what to get him. I don't know what to get him. She found this um, forge in Sweden that's been in continuous operation since the 1600s. And Whoa. they make these custom hand forged axes for like chopping wood. And so she got me this one and it's got like the stamp from the forge on it that they've been using since like the Viking days. And it's got this like leather like holder and whatever. It's like the nicest axe you could ever possibly imagine. And I have it like hanging up in my garage. And it's like, that's the other like flex thing I have where they're like, oh, hey, cool axe. You know, how much did it cost? I'm like, I don't really want to tell you that because it's like really expensive, but I love it. Mm -hmm. That's a a good luxury item. That's a great luxury item. How how often do you use it? I mean, that's I think the thing that almost makes me concerned about is kind of like the Sienna where I'm like, eh, this is a little utilitarian and it's kind of going the other direction where I'm like, is this a luxury item? I mean, it is. Well, I don't. But you're I don't, using it. I don't really use it. I haven't so much very much at all. I've used it a couple of times, but like it's okay. kind of like, do you guys ever buy something where you're like, like clothes maybe where it's like, I love this so much, but it's so nice that I don't want to wear it because I don't want to like spill on it. I don't want to like you know, have something happen. I don't wear it out. Like, I just want to own it and admire it and like lightly use it. That's the ax for me. It's like, doesn't get used very much. What'd you just show us, Zach? Shoes. I have shoes. that with shoes. Aha. That's yeah. a good one. I have a, I have a weird thing. It, I finally figured it out recently. So I like buy a new pair and then I refuse. Like, I literally have shoes over here that I bought three years ago that I still haven't worn. Mm. And I've just come to the decision that I will like, un- I will wear them for the first time on stage and then I will consider them normal shoes. Like, I have to like mentally get over this thing of like accumulating all these things I'm not wearing. So, anyway, I get it. Shoes is a good one. I get it. Yeah. Kristen, what's I mean, yours? It's not, what's, what's your not like? It's not as good as an axe. Well, I mean, nothing is, but. <laughs> <laughs> I. It's a good question because in general, I don't really like stuff. You guys can see my bedroom. There's like no yeah. stuff. I'm like, I don't really like stuff. Kind of like a Steve Jobs sort of vibe in there. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't, and you know, when you have little kids, you have more stuff than you could possibly want. Anyway. Well, when you have kids, it's like you have stuff you're just constantly throwing out. Like whatever yeah. my kids like have a toy that they misbehave with. I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to grab it and just throw it away. I'll just throw it away. So you're getting rid of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if, I mean, but the thing is, I also do really like, like luxury items. Like I, but like, you know, I don't like stuff, but like probably things that like contribute more towards experience. So probably maybe not one item, but like Millennial. Andrew and I have, we got for our office at catch, we got Hue light bulbs. 
for every single there's a ton of overhead oh, lights. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm. right? Yeah. And but we bought a lot of these for our like apartment and our house first. Because like mm. so like lighting is really important to me. It's actually okay. really important to both of us. But it's like we've spent like a lot more money on lighting than I would like to admit. But I really <laughs> like nice lighting because I just like mm. feel better. And like when I go into a space with like fluorescent lights, I just like feel like I'm like anxious and like this is another like thing about conferences you probably don't like. We're like, yeah, and I do like conferences in general, but yeah, there are certain things that just like really just like a little like overstimulating. Maybe maybe that's what yeah. it is. But, like yeah, so I feel like we have the like really fancy lighting that like you can control, and like we have like our nursery. We have like different settings for like sunset and and bedtime, and like you know the wind down, uh, the morning wake ups, you know, and like. I it's like a it's a ridiculous thing especially for like a two-year-old to have but like right. it like makes my home feel good to me so I'd probably be honest. yeah your daughter's like growing up going like yeah no it's totally normal to have like lights right. in the morning that are a different color and different like right. and, stuff and like, like 14 that. of these lights is like seven hundred dollars right so you're like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> you're like okay 50 bucks that's not that much it's like no that's for one light bulb right, right. and so right. it's gonna last forever man so it's like you're spending a lot of money on light bulb and you can see we've got one behind the behind the headboard of the bed like oh just, yeah like a little, little, little accent light. Light. like yeah yeah like how, in, how intense how intense are you on turning off the lights like if they're that expensive and you leave a room and you leave a light on are you like dying inside a little bit or how do you do that so andrew's really talked me down from that ledge a little bit <laughs> okay because i feel like i i and he's like it just like doesn't use that much power like he's just like it's just like <laughs> that really making a difference yeah right and the other thing is you can control it from your phone so you can like turn it off mm. you know like and so it's it's a little bit it's not quite as as dire but uh yeah no like i think i think lighting is is really I has your uh, has your older baby figured out how to use the remote on your phone to mess with the lights is that something you've she does not have mommy's phone she has her own ipad but like she uses it for like three minutes like we give it to her this one game on it it's like this yeah. tv that she likes we give it to her for three minutes and that's it she doesn't have like access to like anything yeah. more than that but like she's so trained <laughs> she's so trained that like she'll see my phone somewhere and she'll just pick it up and go mommy's phone and bring it to me wherever i am and like nice. that's <laughs> nice but like she knows that like she does not touch mommy's phone and so wow, it's like wow. i don't think that'll last forever but i'm kind of trying to stretch it out but, like but she has, she has the box that the phone came in and she'll pick hmm. up the box and put it to her ear and go, hello. Aww. So that's the cute. IPhone box and she calls it Ostie's phone. <laughs> so oh. she, <laughs> she gets the box. Yeah. She does not get to control my phone no. at this moment. Uh -oh. I know she's four. I'm sure she will, but I've, I've kept it through age two. Yeah. So. Hold the line. Just hold the line as long as you can. That is all right. So let's use, yeah, let's use the phone as a, as a transitory transitory. Wow, we are recording this on a Friday. Transitory uh, transition. I'm going to stop saying words and move into the question, which is <laughs> what fintech apps do you use, if any? Um, and are they for savings? Like, are you using like a digit or anything like that? What does digit? Digital exists. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Are you using like anything along those lines? Like, how do you pay your bills? Are they on auto? Like, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So, um, Bill pay is almost entirely on auto pay because I'm not the most organized person in the world, uh, as my wife would attest to. So um, 
bills would get missed if they weren't all on auto pay. The ones that aren't on auto pay, sadly, sometimes do get missed. It's sort of that like classic sloppy payer. So um, that is as much of that can, that can be automated as possible is awesome. Speaking of automation, I really like Wealthfront. Like not the sexiest like fintech name anymore, but like they quietly just I think do a really good job of like automation, keeping the money moving into all the different places you want. They do a little bit of savings. They do kind of very light sort of robo investing. So like Wealthfront a lot. I did use Digit for a really long time and loved it. Um, And then once they sort of started charging money and kind of getting uh, expanded, I don't know, the utility kind of disappeared for me, but I, I really liked Digit for a long time. Um, How dare they try and monetize their product? So this is the <laughs> problem. Isn't it, yeah, it's, it's so weird that also I feel like so many people that are inside of the industry that like understand the pain of trying to monetize through yeah. that business model. Yeah. Still, we're like, fuck you. Right. It's so funny. How dare it's you like, try to charge me five dollars yeah. a month for this? Yeah. Well, it's like I think that's the that's the thing that's hard, right? Is that like I'm a fintech like analyst and commentator and I try to like understand all these things. By the way, I have you asked me what fintech apps I have. I have pretty much every fintech app on my phone. Well, I don't sure. use yeah. most of them. I have a lot of like debit cards just sitting in a drawer. But um, I, as a consumer, we're all consumers too. We've just been trained for too many years to expect all this shit for free. So it's like, I just get like irrationally mad when it's like, what do you mean you want to charge me a fee for this? This is supposed to be free. What are you talking about? Even though logically, I know that like, yeah, interchange is not a business model. Like I know that and I'm not using the debit card anyway. So you're not making any money on me. Okay. So this, this podcast is to get to know you, but let me brainstorm an idea that I just had. So part of the reason why interchange feels good, but everyone knows the main reason it feels good is because you don't see it, right? It like happens without really interacting with it. But is there something to the fact that it's a usage-based fee? And like so many of these SaaS subscriptions, like for me, some of the barriers is like, well, what if I don't use it? Like, I don't want to pay you for doing nothing for me rather than this idea of like, is there a way to create more usage based charging on some of this stuff? I guess, I guess float is kind of that, right? I guess there's like a, no, I, I like that idea. I mean, like, so this is not, I'm not a lawyer. So this is like probably like really (laughs) bad idea from like, yeah, no legal advice on this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Just to be clear. uh, I wrote that in my newsletter today too. I'm like, just so it's clear, I'm not a lawyer, but so it's probably like, probably is not a good idea from a regulatory perspective, but just going to your point about usage, like, what if there was like a fintech app where it's like, as you use it, like a utility, right? Like electricity, like as you use it, we're going to charge you. And then when you don't use it, we're not going to charge you. And it's just going to be like metered, essentially, right? In the same way, like, BIPs are. I don't know. That's what BIPs are, right? That's what BIPs are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the model, right? Right, right. Would you have kept Digit if like every every time that they pull money out of your account, they just take a penny? Would you have kept it? I probably would have. Um, you know, I mean, I, I my thinking on it has evolved a lot. Like I used to be like, this should be for free. I don't understand why they're charging. And the more sort of nonsense I've seen in fintech, the more I'm like, please just charge me like a explicit upfront yeah. fee. Tell me how much it costs. I'm happy to pay it. Like, and Digit's utility was really good. Like I would have paid for it uh, now. Like if I, my evolved self, I would pay for yeah. it. But um, your evolved self. The But like, you know, you compare that to like my least favorite thing in fintech, which is uh, when the apps ask you for tips. Like here, give us a uh, tip. Oh, okay. Like, I, I just, thought you were going to say Robin Hood. Well, I mean, that's its own whole special category. But like, <laughs> like fintech apps that ask for tips, it's like you're not a waitress working your way through school. Like what the hell are you talking about? Like I'm not, I'm not tipping you. But that's just a terrible business model. But I think it's part of this whole thing where it's like, oh, yeah, um, 
we don't really want to charge you because we don't want to like have that conversation with you. But like, we also want to make you feel a little bit guilty. So could you give us a little bit of money? And then like, there have been studies about how people will overpay when they are asked to tip, like they'll tip too much. And particularly that's uh, something that women and women of color do more than like white men. So like it ends up having sort of this disparate impact because certain groups will like feel bad and like will tip more. So it's a terrible, terrible business model, but um, it's all happening because we've been trained not to expect anything to be, you know, something you be well, paid for. And, and we're trying to get around regulation generally if we're tipping. I mean, yeah. usually it's because we're trying to not call something a loan that is a loan. But yeah, anyway, I'm not a lawyer. Doesn't count. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Kristen? Uh, I was going to ask what your favorite credit card is. What's the, what's the top of the credit card that you, that you think everyone should have? Top of wallet. Um, You know, I... I honestly think Capital One is still like the best. I mean, I know there are people who are like more of an Amex person or more of like a JP Morgan Chase person. Then I, they're probably all pretty similar, but um, I like Capital One. I mean, I think the the rewards are good. Um, I'm not a big, I probably should be just like from a value exchange standpoint, but I'm not a huge fan of paying annual fees. There's something that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. So like Cap One has like generous products, but they don't come with an annual fee. So they're not quite that like ultra exclusive credit card. Um and I think that they do a good job with all of the like card controls, issuing virtual card, like all of the little kind of bells and whistles. I um, I wrote about uh, Robinhood buying X1. That's like the credit card startup that has all the little bells and whistles. Like Cap One has all of those too, and they've had them for a long time. So not not the sexiest answer, but like I like Capital One. Is it a is it a travel rewards card? Do you got any, any bonus? Yeah, yeah, it's like the sort of like venture one that's very like rewardy for travel, and you can exchange it, you can exchange it at a good rate for like miles on airlines and stuff. So it it does the job. Do you have a go to airline? Uh, I try Delta because I find that uh, it's the least terrible of all of them, even though it's also usually most expensive. But um, this is a, a Montana specific complaint. We don't have any direct flights hardly at all. And so you get to be a little less like loyal to one airline. Cause it's like, if I have to fly Delta, but I have to make three stops to get to like Las Vegas, like that's not going to happen. Uh, whereas, you know, if I fly like frontier, which is the world's worst airline, I can get right to Vegas in one shot. And so I tend to hop around a bit. Zach, what's your top of wallet credit card? Yeah probably my amazon prime card that's uh, mine or... too that's really? Mine. really yeah the amazon the amazon visa is is surprisingly good especially if you yeah. do any grocery shopping at whole foods i feel like it's mm. yeah yeah like yeah. The, the benefits of living in that ecosystem fully are just too good to ignore yeah I feel like I tr- I travel enough that I feel like kind of an idiot for not having like a Delta card or something like that. Like, I feel like I'm definitely leaving some money on the table when it comes to that. But I'm also me. So I leave a lot of money on the table when it comes to a lot of things. So fuck it. I don't know. Um, but I Mac is not frugal. <laughs> yeah, you, you failed that one. <laughs> I guess. But it's not like I'm, I don't think I'm like an extravagant spender. I think I'm just like not detail oriented enough to be very good at being frugal to be honest like not, uh, but not, i love the apple card too yeah apple cards yeah cool. not yeah but i think the apple card like every time i the apple card is one of those where it's like oh jesus christ i almost just fell out of my chair <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> the apple card's the only one that i will ever like proudly pull out of my wallet you know what i mean like you pull mm-hmm. an amazon prime card out of your wallet and you're kind of like 
I'm going to use tap to pay with my phone. Yeah. Right. But yeah. if you have the Apple card on you, you're kind of like, here, let me drop this from slightly too high so that you can hear what it sounds like when it hits the table, you know, <laughs> like that sort of situation. So that is fascinating to me because I feel like I don't care about that at all. Like, oh, that's because so you, you're not a man. Well, I, I was going to say, like, because I'm right with Zach on this one. Like, like, have you ever had the experience where <laughs> you, you give, like, the Apple card or another one that's made out of metal? I've had this happen where I give it to, like, the server or the waiter or whatever, and they're like, oh, they're like, oh, that's heavy. Or they drop like, it. Oh, like, if, like, if they yeah, drop yeah. it, it's the best thing ever because you're like, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's pretty cool. Like, yeah. probably, you probably don't run yeah. into this very often, but, like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So now I totally know, yeah. man. You feel like a like a, a prince from Dubai. You feel like Warren Buffett. You feel <laughs> right. like you know. You're just like, oh, sorry, you couldn't quite lift my wealth. Couldn't couldn't handle you know, that. It's huh? just <laughs> you, you, used to plastic, I guess. Yeah, I get that. That's, that's uh, I don't forget the plastic cards exist. The, the funny it's thing really. I like Andrew has the Apple Card, and he typically pays for meals when we're out. Like I pay for our diaper subscription, right? Sure. So I'm not pulling the card. So like we, we pay for different things, but he usually pays for for meals. So I'm like, am I just getting the benefit of it without having the card myself? Because like well, you, now, now you need to ask him. Like, did you get any? Oh, do, you get, do you get any ego boost at all when you use this card I in, in restaurants? Certain he would agree with you. I am 100% certain that that is part of the, like the, the feel and the status of, of the metal card. And I just wonder like, would I, would I care about that if I was pulling my card out at meals more? I don't know. Maybe women just, care. I think we have different status things. I think different they're just different. Things. I think money yeah. status, women who have money status are often not, um, uh, they're not viewed the same way that men who have money status are, right? It's the whole Taylor Swift song about it. Right. So it's like, yep. I, I think there's probably an interesting way how, how, it's called the man. It's very good music video. She's a man in the music video. If you've never seen it, it's okay. I'm I'm looking it up. My my wife is a huge Taylor Swift fan, so okay. I'll ask yeah, her about she that. is. Yeah. She is yeah. a man in the music video. Okay. Johnny, Johnny, can we be sure to put that in the show notes, please? I, I, we just need to make sure that all the listeners can get straight to YouTube immediately. Yeah. We don't even really need Kristen's bio. Just put in like Taylor Swift yeah. recommendation. Yeah, that's all. Honestly, that's my bio right there. Yeah. <laughs> that is my bio. But we just have. Di- I think we just have different things of status that we care about. Like this is going to sound really funny, and I know this is totally off topic. Welcome to the show. But I feel like women having very nice skin is part of like status for women. 100%. So you're like channeling my wife exactly because like the amount of money that she spends on skincare is not insignificant. There's a constant like fiddling with formulas and experimenting with different things. But like her favorite thing ever is when she goes to like, like say like the doctor, right? For like a checkup or whatever. We were doing a lot of those when we were um, getting ready to have the baby. And like a nurse will be like, oh my God, your skin is beautiful. She like is like riding a high the whole day after that. Yeah. Good call. That's that's, that's exactly wild. Right. Yeah. That's my metal I, re- I really, <laughs> I really thought we were going to go the direction of like, well, if I pull a nice credit card out of a Birkin bag, no. you know, like I kind of thought that's where you were going. I didn't know we were going to go to skincare, but it's it, it makes sense. Your 30s thing too. Maybe in your 20s, it's not as important because everybody has nice skin in their 20s. Right. It's like if you get a little older, you're like, I have it shows you have wealth without like being ostentatious because to keep good skin as you get older costs money. That is. I love that. That's such a good observation. That's been exactly right in my personal experience. There's a fintech, there's a fintech that could leverage this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I mean, like, yeah, why isn't there like 
uh, an affinity card. I mean, I guess there are for like big like makeup brands, but like how about one that's more focused on just like skincare? Like that has to be like a huge thing. All right, business opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. We nailed it. <laughs> Lots of business opportunities in this one. Across okay, the board. I, I'm going to go back to travel for a second because I want to go. Obviously, you don't have have perfect control in Montana over who yeah. you can fly to get where. Um, yeah. But do you, if you are spending your own personal dollars, not company yeah. dollars, yeah. do you pay for more legroom, early boarding, any of that sort of stuff? Do you pay for that? I do not. Um, I probably should for legroom because I I am some somewhat tall and i do run into the sort of cramped legroom thing but for me it's not really a frugal thing necessarily but it's more like getting onto an airplane is a game that i can win right and so like when i'm like loading onto an airplane i don't want to pay to cheat my way to get like the best possible outcome like i want to pack right i want to have the right bag i want to like know exactly when the plane is loading my zone so that I can be the first one there for my zone. And like, I want to try to like win the game within the rules. So I, I don't typically pay for all the little add-ons. I just, I try to win that the old fashioned way, which the airlines are increasingly making hard, but you only do that with the Sienna. Yeah, exactly. Flex <laughs> my Sienna. If I can't drive my Sienna somewhere, it's not even worth <laughs> spending any money really. I would say off. that makes me frugal. I I think that is like a very good bellwether, like as a very, very solid quality of someone who is just like, you know what, I can tolerate a minor amount of discomfort because this just like isn't worth it to me. To- yeah, I don't I don't like getting like nickel and dimed. Like, I think that's the thing that's happened with airlines the last couple of years is it's like, yeah, you can pay for it used to just be like business class and then everyone else. And now it's like all of these like gradations of status in economy where they're like, oh, you paid for basic economy loser status, huh? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, okay, you're the last one on the plane. That bag you brought that you thought you could get on, you can't get that on. You know, like that, like not, you don't get any drinks. Like none you don't of these get any ice in the water. It's warm water. Right, right, right. We're like, we're serving you like tepid warm water. Like they, they, they really try to punish you if you don't do any of the extras. But I take the punishment. Do you bring any food on the plane? Like, will you bring like, will, like, will you buy some, like buy a Shake Shack burger and bring it on? Or will like you bring some nuts or anything like that? Like nothing, nope, not, not nope, at all. Nope, 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 nope. Um, like the, uh, this is a rant for me, but people who bring like hot meals of food onto a plane, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Like you have to be way more like conscientious of everyone who's sitting in this metal tube with you. And now we all get to experience whatever dish you've brought on board. I hate when people eat meals that they bring on board. <laughs> hate it. Okay. One small caveat. Okay. You live in the middle of the country, meaning yep. to get anywhere in this country is like, I mean, I know you have layovers, but hey. you have layovers, right? So you are not on a plane for six hours. That's true. In the air. Yep. Planes do not have food on them. While I was pregnant and flying uh, across the country for a yeah. six-hour flight to get from one coast to the other, to not have a full meal is like criminal. And that so is totally fair. That is in which it can be okay. But you totally have to be Like, what do you? Well, I was going to ask. So, what? What's the thing you get if you do that? I don't know. I mean, I feel like a burger is probably the kindest, right? Like that's probably yeah. That's not too bad. Yeah, you know, if you're a thoughtful salad that like has like chicken or not, you know, obviously we all know no seafood, no like yeah, right. No, you know what's the word? I so this was a flight 
to where was this? Oh, this was in fucking Europe. So it was even worse. Mm. This was a flight from Paris to Amsterdam because I thought there was going to be a train available and there wasn't. So I flew from <laughs> Paris to Amsterdam. It was like 45 minutes. Thank God. Somebody brought hard boiled eggs. Oh. It was disrespectful. Like, and, a, and it's a French plane. So it's like, you know, like two guys with cigarettes in their mouth, like pushing it off the runway, right? <laughs> like you're barely even getting up into the air. And then like, and when you're in the air, they're like, I don't know, we might make it. But like all you hear, like you, you just have no confidence in getting there. And then all you <laughs> smell is hard boiled eggs. Oh, brutal. brutal. Okay, but anyway, 45 Paris, minutes of your life. The Paris airport has like no food though. I had a layover there. Well, it's, it's France. Yeah, I mean, it's just a terrible, yes. terrible place. Nagal has like no food. So I was really? okay. This, yeah. this sounds really bougie. I was on the, on the south. Yeah, this is a very first world problem. What sort of. We're like idea? complaining yeah, yeah. about. Yeah, it gets, it gets better. It gets better. I was on the south coast of France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got better. It got better. It got better. Okay, to be fair, I was staying at a friend's house. I was literally sleeping in his childhood bedroom and his mom was in the next room. So I was like, was this like, yeah, like a friend, like, like a, like a prince or an aristocrat of some yeah, kind, of, kind of a one of the Arnaud no family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was one of our engineers that catch. Okay. And so we, Andrew and I went and it was like, we're like, this is a great way to get a cheap, cheap ish vacation on the South coast of France. So we stayed in his apartment and it was apartment. It was like a, like a three bedroom apartment. It was not like a mansion. Anyway, we're flying back. We fly from Nice to Paris, Paris to New York. And, uh, we, it was early in the morning and we're like, okay, we've got like a three hour layover in Paris. We'll like eat there. So we didn't eat when we were leaving. We get to De Gaulle and there's like no, food they have this like little tiny like hudson news type place and a microwave yep and a really? microwave and you can like buy like a i don't know hard-boiled egg and like put it in the microwave. <laughs> I don't know. we had to leave the terminal and go to a different terminal where there was one restaurant and there was like so one restaurant like is it culturally not okay in France to have like bad food at a restaurant at an airport or like what's the objection to it? Well, they've got a Does microwave. Like you can get this like so weird. steamed vegetables that you like put in the microwave. And I don't I don't get it at all. There's like well, welcome to Paris, the food capital of the world. There's no food in this airport. That's bizarre. There's like Chanel, there's like all the really, really sure. famous. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah. there's no yeah. food. There's no food. It is like the weirdest. Yeah. So I was like the that grumpiest I've ever been when we landed back in the States. And then you gotta go through customs and shit. And I was just right, like, I'm right. so hungry and so angry in the world. Like yeah. yeah. And then you go through customs and they're like, Do you bring any food back? Do you bring any food back? Not. You're like, I'm so hungry. Yeah, no, yeah. I fucking didn't. How dare what you, are you ask talking me about that question? Yeah. <laughs> Have you been here? I know. It does sound so douchey when you're like, I signed from Nice and then in Paris there was no food, but there's yeah. no food. <laughs> it really isn't. There really isn't. Oh, the base but that's <laughs> Outside of like eating bread and finding the occasional steak fleet, like steak and fries, like in the actual city, like I don't even believe there's that much edible food in France. Mm -hmm. So I, but that's like, I, I kind of go the opposite direction on a lot of things when well, it comes to France. I was going to so. say, that's like a very like Kansas City attitude. Like, <laughs> that's like, what is this place? What are we doing here? <laughs> right. It's right. like no barbecue. Well, let's at all. go. I do like me some snails. I do like me some snails. Really? So, okay. That's, that's one I wanted to ask you guys. What's the weirdest food you've ever eaten? Oh, weirdest. Kristen, do you have a quick answer? Mine might be snails. Snails is good. I've never had snails. 
Snails are good. I, I they taste like butter. I mean, it's not that different. Yeah, I mean, it's no objection there. Yeah, muscles, yeah. not like that. They're not that different. Yeah. Um, I think the weirdest food I've ever eaten was an accident. It was when I was living in Shanghai. <laughs> I was in China. I do not speak Mandarin. <laughs> so a lot Christian's of like, I ate a guy. I <laughs> ate a human. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. That was an accident. That would have been better, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. they, don't, they don't, like, they give you menus of pictures because they know you're an idiot who doesn't speak their language. And so you, like, right. have the picture menu and you kind of, like, point and you're like, give me this mm, Yeah. And so I, uh, I'm like, I like mostly vegetarian. I eat meat sometimes, but I just like generally don't prefer it. Like I eat more vegetarian. And so I pointed to this dish that was like tofu and vegetables. And like, I was like, yeah, you know, stir fry, bring it. Mm, and yeah. I looked, looked like what I thought. And I took a bite of the, the, what I thought was tofu and I like bit into it and it like squeaked. And I was like, <laughs> like squeaky chew thing. And uh, it turned out it was just, it was just fat. It was just, it was just fat. It was like, it was like chopped up fat that had been like fried. From what animal? I don't know. I did not ask. Never found uh, out. Okay. We best yeah. not. Maybe you did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> person. Yeah. No, I don't know what it was, but it was, so I think it was just like, it was just like sauteed like pieces of, of fat and it like like squeaks you know and you just like chew on it like oh. for someone who doesn't like prefer meat generally that was probably like the opposite end of the spectrum you were looking for yeah not or maybe that's why you don't now maybe that was the thing that scarred you yeah <laughs> like be- yeah deeply oh, reinforced like oh right this is why i don't do anything that even doesn't look like a vegetable yeah, at just, all like, not even tofu break the skin of it like you know like, yeah all right moving on moving on to alex's weirdest food <laughs> going away from Kristen's gonna that's, make me vomit yeah that one that one that's a rough assignment i haven't had anything like that um mine and i won't describe it in too much detail was uh alligator you ever had alligator yeah my dad has i never have yeah well so like it's a thing from reno <laughs> Yeah, you haven't Reno? Never had alligator. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was like in Texas for like work training or something like that, and he like came mm, home and he's like, oh, "I had alligators." I alligator. <laughs> yeah, so it's like no, I, it's a good story food, right? Like if yeah. you if you like, I now I can say I've eaten alligators. That's why I had it. I was in New Orleans, which apparently it's like an, a, a delicacy in New Orleans. They're like, "Hey, like, do you want some alligator sausage?" I'm like, "Oh, sure, yeah," you know. And it's like, imagine like the like chewiest sausage you've ever had and then like multiply it by a thousand and you're like okay yeah this, uh, this is not my favorite not my favorite uh, uh, i've also had reindeer but that's very good i would say that's is it like, good yes yeah, i mean it's not that different than deer i'd probably sure. guess like not like venison you know, yeah and reindeer in sweden yeah but it's like it's kind of right. like slightly christmasier than than regular yeah deer, and it was so. christmas time too <laughs> brutal <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those ones where like if the kids are with you you're like what well, yeah what are we having it's like uh it's just like steak this is like weird steak don't worry yeah, it's like it. a deeper red you know it's lean yeah. you know yeah very lean but like you know don't ask too many questions yeah oh i'm dying okay I'm I'm dying. Dying. all right one bring us home kristen i'm gonna 180 really really hard right now <laughs> uh alex johnson hmm. what is the meaning of life Oh my gosh, that is going like way, way hard. Ah, meaning of life. Okay, well, I mean, I don't mean to depress people on a Friday, but like, 
Is this it, the- it won't go out for a couple weeks. Okay, all right. So like, they'll only listen to this part. When, like, <laughs> they'll be depressed feeling, later. Feeling really optimistic, <laughs> but um, I I kind of think it's that we die, and mm. just like you know the the importance of waking up every day and uh, remembering that it's not always going to be this way. Things are going to change. You won't have the things that you have right now forever. Not even your awesome Toyota Sienna. And so you should really try to enjoy every single moment, which is hard because we're all, you know, marching a thousand miles an hour. But I think um, slowing down and uh, remembering that uh, none of this is permanent is uh, the closest I've gotten to understanding the meaning of life. Put it that way. Stoic. It is. Yeah, it's very like memento mori. But that's uh, I think that's probably the closest. That's not depressing at all to me. Okay, that's, right. ha- that's happy. Good. That's like carpe fucking diem yes. is what that sounds like to me. Yes. Uh, so, Zach, uh, we didn't actually announce what we think the name of this new new uh, show is. The new type. The new. Yeah. So I guess I guess we need to make our first kind of judgment at this point. Right. So. So we Alex, when we were, you know, we're we're figuring this out. Right. Yeah. And uh, the way that we're thinking about this right now is I think the question for us is, are you human? And now at the end of this, we've gotten to a little. Well, I, I think so. What did we decide, Kristen? Is he frugal? OK, so we're de- definitely yes on frugal. Is he human? I'm going to let you weigh in first. What's your perspective? Uh, I think that last question, I mean, obviously there's some good stories, like looking for status from warm fuzzies is, is certainly a good a good sign that you're human. But uh, I think that last answer really just, just hit it home. So I, I would have to say 10 out of 10 human. 10 out of 10 human. Okay. I think for me, th- that last answer is definitely a big, big moment. I would say... Any man that is willing to put in this amount of effort to find the fucking right Toyota Sienna, you know, in this day and age, like to me, that is that is a born and bred. That is not an AI. That is a that is not only a human That's a goddamn American is what that is, (laughs) you know, and so I'm going to go 10 out of 10 human and 10 out of 10 red, white and blue. Excellent. USA, USA. Yeah, it's gonna get weird when we have people from other other countries on. I'm gonna get very nationalistic. Well, it's not gonna go great. May, but, yeah. may have to, yes. But no, we we can all we can all agree that like, yeah, no, that's we've uh, already made France mad. I guess we both have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are not getting any French guests in the future. That's not gonna happen. Uh Alex, thank you, my friend. I love you to death. You're the best for hopping in and doing this, Kristen. I can't wait to keep doing this with you. This has been a blast. Love you guys. Hey, you're human. Hey, thanks for having me. Woo! All right. See y'all next week, everybody else. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're still listening, you're probably reaching for your phone to pick your next podcast or switch to music or just call it a day because you can't believe how much valuable information you just took in. But before you pick that next thing, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, and all that jazz. Generally scream from the rafters about how much you love FinTech Family Hour. Thank you again to our sponsor, FS Vector. And until next time, stay healthy, keep your head high, your costs low, and I love you all. Bye.